630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. In half an hour, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss in studio with Morley Scott. Every Monday, the Eskimos coaches show here on 630 Chad. Monday Night Football. Five minutes left in the first quarter. Kansas City 14, Denver nothing. In the NHL, the Coyotes trying to get their first win of the year. They lead the Flyers 3-1 early in the third. Also in the third, Columbus up 3-1 on Boston. The Islanders leading Vegas 3-2. In the second period, Montreal 4, Ottawa 3. Lightning up 5-3 on the Panthers. Kings and Blues are scoreless. Two games still to come. The Stars will visit the Canucks. And the Maple Leafs take on the Sharks as Patrick Marlowe returns to San Jose. Well, for the first time since 2010, the U of A Golden Bears football team going to the playoffs. They beat Calgary 53-3 on Saturday. They will play in Calgary again this coming Saturday in a Canada West semifinal. They wouldn't have done it on the weekend without a huge game from receiver Tyler Henry. Tyler, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Excellent, man. Excellent. How are you doing today? Doing well. You're doing something right to get on Inside Sports less than a week apart and I said last week I hope we get to do this again and you guys are indeed playoff bound how does that sound oh man it's been a long time coming I'll tell you that much we're uh, we're pumped up man five years we've been working really really hard to see that see that come through so yeah we're super excited take me through this game against the Calgary Dinos they come in undefeated you guys are, are scratching just to stay alive for a playoff spot, and you beat them 53-3. Tell people what the game was like and how you were able to win by that much. Well, you know what? I think if anyone's paying attention to what we've been doing for the last few weeks, you'd know that um, yeah, we've been just we've been just improving every week. Um, the, the thing that we've been saying a lot is that we're peaking at the right time, and things are clicking. And so, yeah, like every week, we just we have continued to. Um, just firing all cylinders a little better, a little better. And uh, I think, you know, like last time we played Saskatchewan a couple weeks ago now, I guess, you know, we, we beat them pretty handily too. And people kind of looked around and they're like, you know, I'm not sure where that one came from. But, you know, if they just paid attention to what was happening the week before, they know, you know, we've just been we've just been growing every week. And so, yeah, like, you know, it was a bit of a surprise that we, you know, beat Calgary as bad as we did. But at the same time, you know, we're not uh, we're not surprised for success anymore. So, yeah, super exciting. I got to ask you this for the skeptics out there. It, it was a game that didn't mean as much to the Dinos as it did to you guys. Was that their best lineup? Was that their best effort from the opposition on Saturday, do you think? You know, the, uh, from what I've seen, um, they rested one guy in defense, and that's the side of the football that I played on was offense. And so um, I think a lot of the guys that we looked at on the defensive side of the ball are going to be the same guys that we're going to look, look at this upcoming weekend. So, um, yeah, we're feeling really, really confident about that. And um, obviously, they had a couple guys injured and and all that and whatever. But at the same time, um, we, there's a lot of familiar faces that we're going to run into next weekend, and so um, we're definitely excited to match up again. 
Golden Bears receiver Tyler Henry joining us on Inside Sports. In that win over the Dinos, you had nine catches for 159 yards and four touchdowns, and you're the Canada West Offensive Player of the Week. What allowed you to individually have such a good game? You know what? Um, good question. <laughs> I mean, you know what? We just prepared like we've been preparing all week, uh, you know, all season, and, you know, it all kind of stays the same for me. Um you know, I've been battling with a lot this year with just some injuries, and, you know, I think we've, as an offense, really had to work through um, some just chemistry stuff. Like, I think me being injured a lot has uh, really given my quarterback and I a hard time to kind of see eye-to-eye the whole time this season as well. And so I think just as we continue to work on that and, and just build this season and as things continue to improve, I think we're starting to see the fruit of that labor, right? And um, we work really hard and we practice hard. And so, yeah, I think that we're just seeing – the effects of all that coming through now and I know that's really exciting we wish we could have been doing this earlier what's the the vibe like around the team I mean you mentioned being a a five-year player the Golden Bears hadn't made the playoffs since 2010 there were seasons in there with two one even a couple with no wins at all just what's it like having been around the team now for the last couple of weeks having played important games and now prepping for a playoff game you know, I always try to I always try to communicate to the young guys just how much this means. Um, you know, in every game this season, you know, I've just really preached the value of you know what we're doing here and the value of what's what's coming. Um, and I think guys are really starting to, to see just how just how real that all is now that you know we're starting to turn the corner. I mean, a lot of the guys who even come to the team just this year. You know, got a taste of you know what that whole pass was like because the first three games of the season were just that that continued frustration, right? And so, um, yeah, I think that it's just been like that's just been the echo of us fifth years of that. Like you know, people people don't realize when they come to the team just how hard we've had to work, you know, to turn this thing around and to make this uh, something that people can look at and be proud of. And so that's what we've done. And um, yeah, we're just pumped up that uh, we're leaving something here for the young guys so that when we're done this. Um, this is going to be something that's going to continue to grow and be respected. You know, Tyler, i got to ask you this, because you guys played in Calgary Saturday afternoon. You won 53-3, which, meant, which gave you a big advantage in the point differential over Saskatchewan, which was a bit of a concern going in. So then mm-hmm. Saskatchewan had to beat Manitoba by 36. And, you know, it's easy in hindsight to say, well, you guys were were free and clear because we now know that Saskatchewan lost to Manitoba, but Saskatchewan jumped out to a 22-0 lead on Manitoba early in the third quarter before Manitoba came back to win. How nerve-wracking was that waiting for the result of the Huskies-Bisons game, especially when the Huskies got out to that big lead? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, it was kind of a good thing that we ended up needing a three-hour bus ride to to come home from our game because we didn't we weren't able to really watch you know a whole lot of the first half. I don't think it was, and um, it kind of helps you take your mind off it just a little bit because you can't really sit there and just stay tuned. But when we came back, a lot of us came back and we watched the game, and you know, we were all pretty big Manitoba fans that night. Um, you know, just hoping that things were going to work out, but you know. It was one of those things where we were so pleased with our performance on the weekend that uh, we were prepared to take whatever was going to come because we knew we left it out there. And I think that's one thing in sports you strive for. And we really felt that way walking off the field on Saturday. So, um, yeah, that was one of the coolest coolest experiences of the Bear I've had is just that, that genuine, you know, just um, satisfaction with, yeah, what you've put on the field as a team 
you know, especially going into the end of the year like that was, uh, yeah, we, we really couldn't have done it anymore. So we felt good about it. Right on. Well, Tyler, great story. It's been awesome seeing you guys rally for a playoff spot. I hope you have an excellent week of practice and go hard against the Dinos again on Saturday, man. Take care. Hey, thanks a lot, Reed. Tyler Henry, Golden Bears receiver, Canada West Offensive Player of the Week, nine receptions, 159 yards, four touchdowns. Of course, we also have to talk about running back Ed Elnicki, 24 carries for 159 yards, all he did for the season. Remember, it's an eight-game season, Dustin. 1,468 yards in eight games. He's got a chance to win the Heck Crichton as the best player in U-Sports football. All right, so we'll keep an eye on that. Bears in Calgary Saturday for a semifinal. Inside Sports on 6.30, Ched from the small town of Barhead and now a chance to be on the Olympic team. We'll have that story next. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30, Ched. Hey, thanks, Mike. Mike Riley's coach, Jason Moss, will be in studio with Morley Scott after the 7.30 news. Hey, remember to check out Northern Chicken. Enjoy down-south comfort food, music, and southern hospitality in the Rumpus Room at Northern Chicken, 10704, 124th Street. Great spot, great food, and some guests on Inside Sports receive gift certificates to Northern Chicken. Well, you know, I love the small-town Alberta stories because uh, I grew up in a small town myself. Melissa Lutholz from Barhead, uh, a World Cup bobslayer and uh, maybe going to be on the Olympic team. Melissa, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? Great. How are you doing, Reid? Well, it's awesome. It's, it's nice to have another small-town Albertan on the show. I grew up in Evansburg. You grew up in, in Barhead. Now, you've achieved a lot more than I have because uh, you're competing at an international level. But uh, what, what was like life growing up in, in, in Barhead? Were you one of those kids that played a whole bunch of different sports or what? Yeah, I tried to get on every sports team my parents were willing to drive me to, essentially. Uh, so I grew up on a farm outside of town, so my mom has clocked a lot of hours on the road picking me up from this or that. Uh, but primarily I was playing school sports, so uh, small town school. So essentially we had, we did your basics. We had, I did not do cross country. I've never had endurance in my body. Uh, but I did volleyball, basketball, badminton, and of course track and field, which is kind of the gateway to how I got into bobsled. Okay, okay, well, that's interesting because I'm guessing, uh, I, I don't know what the name of the high school is in Barhead. I'm guessing they didn't have a bobsleigh team. I know Grand Trunk High School in Evansburg didn't. <laughs> so so no. <laughs> what, what, was your, what was your first exposure to, uh, to bobsleigh and thinking like, oh, this could be something I could do? So ironically, actually, in the 20, when the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver came around and we won two medals in women's bobs that I didn't give a second thought to it other than the fact that woohoo, we won two more medals. Uh, it was the year after, actually, when I was doing track and field on a club level in Edmonton. Uh, so this was the year after I graduated high school. And one of my teammates from track and field got signed up for this bobsled camp and I kind of got to watch her transition into the sport and she's actually one of our pilots today Christine De Bruin and I kind of looked at her looked at myself and I figured if she can do it why can't I so I kind of made a long-term goal of one day giving the sport a go and one thing led to the next by 2014 I decided to give it a go move down to Calgary and tried out for the team and found myself in the back of the Canada One sled literally months after the Olympics. So so you were a natural then? I was, yes. 
Uh, the sport, we have a lot of, it's a lot of cross training in terms of the background. And so it's essentially my job as a brake woman boils down to how fast can I push a heavy object? And I was a strength-based sprinter in university and so that lined up really well for me i've i've improved since i came out but uh after the last olympics in 2014 there was a number of girls that retired and so uh, i wasn't natural but also part by default with a lot of people retiring i had the chance to kind of walk in and walk in right up to the top so <laughs> well that's a, and i love how you describe your sport like yeah it's how fast i could push a heavy object nothing too technical there eh? just <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's not. Well, there is a lot of technique to it. There's a lot in terms of like, because we're talking hundreds of a second, so how you can shave off little things here and there. Uh, but that's essentially what it boils down to. You could teach a monkey to pull the brakes. It's, your value comes in. Like, how fast can you push this thing before you hop in? <laughs> okay, that's awesome. All right, and now here comes the hard part of the interview. i got to remind people who you're talking to. And, and when we were off air, you were teaching me how to say your name. Melissa Lutholz? Close, close, Lutholtz. Close. close. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to keep working on that because you know we could be talking a lot here if your career keeps uh, progressing. So you, you told us how you got into the sport. So now, what are you doing right now? It must you must be close to the World Cup season and doing things that are really going to count. Yeah, so we've already been sliding outside for approximately a month just doing some preseason training. And right away, we're actually taking off for our World Cup season. Within a, the next couple of weeks, actually, we'll be back on ice competing against the other nations and gearing up for that eventually, hopefully, get into that Olympic Games and winning a medal for Canada. Uh, so our first World Cup is going to be in Lake Placid, New York, and that's going to be the weekend of November 9th, 10th from there. Okay, so tell me how, what, what do you have to do to make the Olympics? Essentially, um, as a team, we're trying to qualify three women's sleds for the first time in Canadian history. Only two nations in the world get to send three, so we're, we're working our butts off to make sure that we're one of those nations that gets to send three. And then if that's the case, I need to be uh, one of the top three brakemen in the country. If we're sending only two, that means I need to be top two in the country. Ideally, of course, though, I'm going to be the top brakeman in the country and get to be in that number one sled fighting for a medal. Okay, so right now are you ranked somewhere, or do you go into this season with, like, no points? Everybody's starting with no points. Uh, based off of previous years, based off of testing, we have a really good idea where everyone's sitting. Uh, me and Cynthia Pia have been the top two break women in the program for the last couple of years, and we're kind of dogging it out back and forth 100th at a time, uh, pushing each other and making each other a lot better. So it'll be a very interesting race to kind of see who's in that top position. Last year, we both uh, shared brakeman duties on uh, Kaylee Humphrey's sled. So Kaylee Humphrey's won the last two Olympics, and uh, we split the World Cup season four races each, and then I ended up racing world championships with Kaylee and bringing home a silver medal. Okay. Well, that sounds great. So if, if things keep going, hopefully uh, in, a, in two or three months we're doing an interview about you being on the Olympic team. I look forward to that. Melissa, uh, I mean, you're still pretty young. You're 24. Um, give me a sense of e either now or when you were younger, you know, that rural Alberta experience growing up. Who were, who were some athletes or teams you looked up to? That, did you have anybody that inspired you? 
Um, I, I definitely have always loved sports. I can't say I've necessarily been a huge sports fan. I've always been the kind of person that I'm like, yeah, put me out there. I just want to play. And so <laughs> I was more busy and concerned about playing than necessarily watching sports. But uh, there's definitely always been those people kind of more so, I guess, on my teams or in the spheres that I've been in that I've looked up to. And whether that was like somebody a couple years older than me in school on a volleyball team or in a track sphere or all those kinds of things. Um, and when I was super little, like my dad was my hero. He taught me how to like throw a football, catch a baseball, all those kinds of things. So, How many siblings do you have? I have one younger sister. We're actually super close in age. Uh, we're 20 months apart. And so she kind of was my partner in crime growing up. I coerced her into all sorts of things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our favorite probably was uh, we would spend a lot of time actually making these obstacle courses. Um, on My dad and grandpa welded a little playground for us, like our, similar to what those typical traditional playgrounds were, where you had like your slides, your two swings, your tire swing on the end. And we had the same thing. It was just like big enough that an adult could use it kind of thing. And we would use this playground plus a couple other random things like a lawn bowling set and some skipping ropes. And we would take turns creating obstacle courses that we would actually time ourselves going through. And then we would go through again to see if we could improve on our time. So, so you've always been very competitive and shaving hundreds yes. of a second off your time. Okay. So yes, yes. <laughs> so bobsleigh came naturally when it came down to the precise timing. <laughs> okay, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Melissa, it's it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for uh, letting our listeners get to know you a little bit, and uh, definitely someone else uh, from Alberta that we can pull for to be in the Olympics coming up in a few months. Thank you so much for your time. Sounds great. If anyone wants to follow me on my Olympic journey, they can search me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Mel, L-O-T-H-O-L-Z, uh, my last name. And you'll give me a follow, and I'll be sure to let you know some behind-the-scenes stuff on the way out to the Games. That is Melissa Litholtz checking in tonight. Great story from Barhead. And now, as you heard, a very good chance on being the Canadian Olympic bobsled team. We will keep an eye on her for sure. It's 7.26, Kansas City leading Denver 14-3. NFL Monday Night Football, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Looks like the Vegas Golden Knights are actually going to lose a game for only the second time in their history. The Islanders are up 6-2 with seven minutes left. Tavares, a couple of goals. He now has 11 on the season. The Coyotes might actually win a game for the first time this year. They lead Philadelphia 3-1 with seven minutes left. With five minutes left, it's 3-3 between the Bruins and the Blue Jackets. After two, Montreal up 6-3 on Ottawa. Also after two, also a 6-3 lead for the Lightning against the Panthers. In the second period, the Blues have a 2-0 edge on the Kings. Coming up later, the Stars face the Canucks and the Maple Leafs visit the Sharks. Tiger Woods is actually going to play golf in public in a tournament. He's been invited into the Hero World Challenge November 30th to December 3rd. You can get more on the Oilers and Eskimos on 630Ched.com. Again, uh, one of the stories for the Oilers today, McDavid and Dreisaitl no longer on the same power play unit. Their next game here on 630Ched against the Penguins Wednesday. The game will start at 6.30. Our broadcast will start at 5. Thanks to besides Melissa Litholtz, you heard from Tyler Henry and Blake Dermott. Thanks to everybody who called as well. The producer of the show is Dave Campbell. The studio producer, Dustin Kaufman. Jason Moss in studio with Morley next.
630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.